home. <laughs> you guys know I always start my show off with the drum roll, right? I can't help myself. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I know we have listeners um, all over the world, so time is uh, relevant, right? So thank you guys for joining us today. Today is Real Talk with Karen and Tita. Um, and today's show is dedicated to my brother. Uh, it would have been his birthday today. So um, I am dedicating the show today to him. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, let me see if you are on. Uh, please feel free to share this on social media um, so we can add more fun uh, and interact, which I'm doing right now. And, you know, I can't do two things at once. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Tita, are you with me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Testing, testing. Is this mic working? <laughs> I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me now? No, never. <laughs> yeah, I, can you hear me now? <laughs> it's telling me I need to I, verify my email. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When when I looked, you weren't um you weren't like on the list, so I, I don't know. It's telling right, me let, you let have me, to do let that. Me go verify this. This is pissing me off. Oh I, Jesus! I, I can still hear you. So you're happy, you're verified. Uh, I am. <laughs> so happy <laughs> uh, Tuesday, everybody. I thought it was Wednesday. Sorry. Happy Tuesday, right. everyone. Happy Tuesday. Yes. Um. And uh, for those of you who um you know are joining us, this is Tita. Um. Tita happens to be one of my close, well, one of my dearest friends, and um, we, I realized, T, when um, I listed the topics that we were going to talk about, that that's like uh, six shows, I mean, like, <laughs> to talk about, I, I said, healthy boundaries, self-preservation, and protecting your energy, that'll take us, I don't know, a week to cover. <laughs> that would take the entire show and then some. No, I know. I thought about that afterwards and I was like, wow, that was a lot. But you know what? We'll we'll get to we'll touch on, you know, some of those things and certainly we can always come back and revisit it and uh do more. Um it's funny, I've never on really on a Tuesday. So I'm seeing right now it's you and I. Um I'm seeing if anybody is going to actually join the conversation. Um, <clears throat> are you verified? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm oh, waiting for an email to get to my, uh, my other email address and it, it's, it's not there. So. Okay. All right. Well, I, I verify you. You're, you're you. <laughs> you're here. It's all good. It's all good. Um, all right. So I don't know which, which one did you want to, um, touch on first? Um, because they all kind of go together, right? Yeah, um, they, they kind of do. You can't really separate them. One leads into the other. You, you can't have one without the other, basically. Right, and right. So and so it's not necessarily a, a bad thing. It, it just goes to show you how intertwined each one is and how necessary each one is because they are. 
Right. And so that's the thing, right, is that not everybody um, looks at things that way. Um, and I think I would have to say that you're definitely one of the most um, influential people in my life that has, um, you know, what's the right, like, um, affirm this and, and you're the one who always reminds me of these things because, um, a lot of times, um, when one, um, you know, presents a boundary, um, they are now considered difficult, right? So, um, when you create boundaries, uh, people that want to cross those boundaries don't like them. Um, and so it becomes, very difficult to maintain those boundaries because you're made to feel as though um, you're wrong. Like, how dare you do that, right? Um, you know, how dare you create a, a, a boundary that's going to prevent me from my, you know, my, my game plan, which is to cross those boundaries, right? Yeah, but it, it creates a problem. So basically, it creates a problem when you, when your creation of set boundary, for example, is created from a place of fear and anger, because that uh -huh. boundary is already, it's already powered. And it, the underlying energy behind that boundary is already problematic. So on the surface, it might seem well, and it might seem commendable. But the motivation behind it, the intention behind it is from a place of fear, self-doubt, insecurity. It's laden with all, the, all these negative uh, frequencies, emotions per se. When we set up our boundaries from a place of love towards oneself and outward, when you set up a boundary with the intention of bringing more love and peace to your own life, thereby you can impart more peace and love to those around you. It has a synergistic effect. You might, yeah, you'll, you might meet some resistance, but I promise you that if you do, it will be short lived. And the person that is trying to quote unquote, violate that boundary will either back off because they see that they can't get in. It's like a rabbit mm -hmm. dog trying to get through a, a, mm -hmm. an invisible barrier. They'll just give up and say, you know what? I just can't get in and they'll mm -hmm. walk away. Or that boundary will transmute their negative intrusion, so to speak. And they'll become, rather than it be a negative interaction, it'll become something more positive and uplifting. Now. Nine out of 10 times, this approach will work, but you can't control people's um, reactions towards you. So you will have the ones that get incredibly upset, enraged, they will insult you, they will, cro they will yeah. cross verbal boundaries with you, that you yeah. will be attacked. Yeah. And, that, and you know what? If it's one out of 10 times, you already won because you already established healthy boundaries the other nine times. That one time you might get berated for it. And you know what? It's okay. Then you're like, look, you have two choices. You can either defend yourself at that point because the, the, the attack might be a lot. And you're like, you got to say, hey, bud, 
you know, this is not going to fly. This ends right here. And don't be afraid to end the conversation and walk away. The worst thing that you can do is actually engage the perpetrator, so to speak, because that's mm-hmm. what they want. They want a reaction out of you because either way, they're going to cross that boundary. When you don't engage mm-hmm. the perpetrator, you cut off their energy supply. They don't know what to do. Walk away, walk away, get your power back, walk away, cool off for two, three days, seven days, 14 days, however long it takes for you to not be emotionally triggered about this violation of your boundary. And when you are done processing, then you go back and you can address it or by right. the time so, the might just be gone. Right. And so like the, the, the leading to self-preservation and protecting your energy. Um, but now let's say somebody is listening, uh, you know, right now and they're saying, well, I don't like, what's a healthy boundary. How do I, how do I know if, you know, because sometimes, you know, let's call it what it is, right? Cause it's real talk. Sometimes people create not boundaries, but like dogmatic rules, if you will. Right. Which is different than a healthy boundary. You know, some people are like, oh. You know what? They want to talk to me. They better come right. They better this. They better that. that, 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 that. So, so that again, again, that again goes back to what I said when we not started. coming from love, right? Not what coming from a place int- of love. What is the intention? Intention is everything. What is your intention behind your boundary? Is your intention <clears throat> to control other people, or is your intention mm-hmm. to always feel empowered? Is your intention to put people down? Is your intention to control from a negative standpoint? I, that's what you're referring. So the best right. thing to do when this happens, and, and, and trust me, this happens to all of us all the time. Constantly check yourself. Take a step back. Yeah. What is my motivation? Where am I coming from? Where is this coming? Where is this boundary stemming from? Is it a place of right. life so that I can feel better? And if I feel better, you feel better kind of like you know putting on the oxygen mask in the on the airplane first uh-huh. so that you can help right so that i put on my max my oxygen mask first before i do it to other people you have to check yourself first self-awareness and that and not only self-awareness self-acceptance that your answer about yourself may not be a good one right you may not be well, in a good place that particular day and that's okay if you're not it's okay to not be okay it's okay because we're all human and we all go through things. But on a day that you're having a rough day, understand this may not be the best day for you to be around people or enforce boundaries or try something new. Take a step back and say, you know what? I'm going to give myself a couple of days because I'm definitely going through it. And my put a healthy boundary with yourself. I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z until I feel better. Right. And, that, and, and again... That's a way of having a healthy boundary with yourself, protecting your energy, because obviously your energy has been compromised by some, to some extent and right. also self-preservation, self-preservation, right? Yeah. You, you go back into your cocoon, you regroup, and then you come out when you feel like a butterfly. Don't come out when you're a caterpillar, come out when you're a butterfly. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, this is why, you know, you and I are, are, you know, uh, connected the way we are because, you know, I use all the same analogies. I've said on my show a thousand times, um, you know, that, 
you know, when you always have to take care of you first, when you're on the airplane and the oxygen comes down, most of us, the first thing we think of is to um, put the oxygen on somebody else because we want to help them. But if you don't help yourself first, if you put the oxygen on yourself, you can now help, you know, uh, a number of people as opposed to if you just put it on someone else, you're only helping that one person. So I always tell people all the time that you got to take care of you first. So does that make you selfish? Um, no, it makes it self-preservation, which is what we're speaking of, right? So you have to protect yourself and your energy in order to be good or, you know, useful, if you will, to anyone else. And the other thing that you said, right, which I always say, check yourself before you wreck yourself. yourself. <laughs> I so, a hip hop song, but it, it's accurate. Check yourself. Because yeah. if you don't, you're going to, and, and I'm going to go hood right now. If you don't check yourself, you're going to sound like a damn fool. Yeah. You're, you're and you're going to wreck yourself. Exactly. So you know what? Self, self-preservation, self-checking, check in with yourself. How am I feeling today? I'm not feeling too well. Okay. Why? What happened? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, is it, is it, what did I do that vibrated this situation into my reality? And sometimes it's something that we did that we're not aware of. Right. Well, and the thing is too, is that a lot of people, everybody wants to point the finger in the other direction. Like no, it can't possibly true. be me. No, it can't be me. I'm always right. Right. So no, that's yeah, the funny so part. Not. Right. And, not. Right. So that's the thing is that sometimes you don't have people that help check you because like, I mean, you know, cause I do it with you all the time and I'm like, all right, is it me? Did I like, was I wrong? Because I know that sometimes like we were talking about earlier, right? It's got to go, come from a place of love. And yeah. sometimes when you get your balls twisted, you get a little confused about that place of love because now you you're like okay you just pushed me over to a certain point now um i'm not like i'm not stable right now right so now you may overreact or not come from the right place right so that's why like i always tell people you know the three second rule when you drop the food and you know you kiss it up to god or whatever so you know it's the same kind of thing with your mouth you know, sometimes you got to take that three second rule and you got to back it up because you're going to get yourself into trouble um, with what you say. Um, but I just want to say, first of all, thank you guys. I see a lot of people have jumped on. I want to say good afternoon, good morning, good evening, depending on what part of the world you are listening from. Uh, you are listening to Real Talk with Karen Stacy and Tita. And today we are talking about healthy boundaries, um, self-preservation, and protecting your energy. So I know this is a little deep for some, but I like to talk about things like that. And some of you are in the background and you can listen. I see some of you have jumped on and said hello. Uh, hi, Tony, 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 Tony. Uh, filthy somebody, I can't see the rest of your name, but all good. <laughs> so thank you guys for jumping on. And if you haven't already done so, please make sure you hit that follow button. Remember, you can always listen to the show um, on the replay on any of your favorite platforms um, that you listen to your podcast on. It's uh, Real Talk with Karen Stacy. Podbean. Com. 
and you will always be up to date. Hey, Carlos, how are you? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I'm going to throw this out there for you guys too. So we are trying to talk about healthy boundaries, self-preservation, and protecting your energy. So Tita, um, my co-host today, is um, Jesus. She she does it all. Um, so she is um, a healer. She is a DJ. So she's always healing people from the inside out. And the last show I did with Amy, we talked about um, is sex ever safe? And I spoke about the fact that I had a session done, um, and that uh, one of the one of my um, partners uh, was going through something, and because we were intimate with one another, I then took that on, um, and how we can't protect our energy in certain situations, right? So we have to have a realistic expectation. So I will say that having someone like Tita in my life has helped me because, like we just said, you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. And sometimes we are not self-aware. And you need to have people in your life that help you become self-aware. And that's a really hard thing to do right so I was on the phone with somebody yesterday and you know there are certain people that are just always right um, and you know although we all want to be right we're not yeah and possible. if you right so if you're always coming from the place of being right you're never going to get it because not only, uh, not only that if you if you think you're always right you're not teachable a person that th that comes off as always. Thank right, you. He he here's a problem Thank you. with that. Your mature, your your lack of maturity. You're never gonna grow. Your right. lack of maturity is louder and older than you. As you, uh -huh. as, you as we get older, and and I wear my I wear my age as a badge of honor. I do. I'm 51 years old, and I love my age. And I'm gonna tell you. I hear you, Mama. I have wrinkles. Yep. I've earned I've earned every single badge of honor. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. And, and, he, mm -hmm. and here's why. Growing, aging, yeah, it, we're all going to age. But maturing is a choice that we make. Uh-huh. And, and not everybody... Uh-huh. Not everybody's maturity reflects the biological age. So uh -huh. I, I've come across this in, in my healing practice where I have a parent that calls me and oh, you have to help my kid. You have to help my kid, my kid, my kid, my kid. And indeed, their their kid is really, really out of control. They need help. In, right. In and why is that? And why is that? But here's the problem. So they uh -huh. focus on the kid. Focus on the kid. Uh -huh. And of course, they're, they're of course they're paying me to treat their child. Not a problem. Right. That's what I'm trained to do. That's what I love to do. The problem mm -hmm. is that that child lives with that parent. Or parents, uh -huh. and so uh -huh. here's the problem. And parents often fail to see this: your energy, your demeanor, your traumas, whatever you deal with. And mind you, none of us are perfect, so I'm not pointing the finger because I'm just as imperfect as everybody else. 
Yeah. But how we feel about ourselves, what we're dealing, what we're thinking, what we're vibrating out is picked up by our kids. And our kids are younger than us. So they have less filters, less worlds, yep. less everything, less experience <clears throat> dealing with the, with the world outside. So what do they do? They take on our hardships and they yep. act out. And so yep. a lot of the, what I'm starting to do when a parent calls me and says, well, you know, my kid is and blah, blah. And you know, it's an hour long conversation because I have to do a patient, a client intake. Then I ask them, okay, well, I will treat your kid, but I have to treat the parent also. And they're like, but why? Right. Well, mm -hmm. your kid lives with you and mm -hmm. you're picking up on their energy and they're picking up on your energy and, and it's this back and forth and energy doesn't discriminate. It doesn't know bad or good. It just knows other energy. So mm -hmm. what they're feeling is contagious to you and what you're feeling is contagious to them. I'm also going to right. address something. I'm, I'm going to address something before we go forward. You said something about the, uh, the previous podcast that you did is sex ever safe. Uh -huh. I didn't listen to that, but I'm going to give you my, my point of view and what I've experienced personally. Cause like I said, I'm 51 years old. I've lived a good life <laughs> and also <laughs> clients who you sleep with determines how you feel point blank because when you are being intimate with a person, their aura and their chakras open up completely. It's an, it's not just a physical exchange. If that's all it was, bro, it would be so much easier, but it's not, mm. it's an energetic spiritual exchange that occurs. So what happens is at that moment, you're not protected All your defenses mm -hmm. go down because it's when you're the most vulnerable, when that happens, all their traumas, or their demons, and I, and I mean that literally, or their demons, mm -hmm. everything can jump over to you. So a person that's incredibly promiscuous or prostitutes, they're walking around with legions and legions and legions of spirits, of demons, of issues, of uh, shortcomings, I mean, ailments, everything, and, all, and they almost become like not themselves anymore. That's because right. they're not. They're completely your personal space was invaded with the with the person that you slept. And if it's multiple partners and, and up from there, if it's a business, imagine what that's gonna do to your energy, to your spirit. It's going to wreck you. So well, see, that's what it's ever safe. Yeah, it can be. You have to be selective on who you share your energy with. Yeah, I, I there was another point I was gonna make, but I'm gonna hold off on that. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, it, it, this is the thing. So going back to initially what you said about the family and the kid and all that people, I keep like, I keep yelling this from the rooftops on my shows. People don't understand that energy is energy. So whether or not it's your child, whether or not it's your best friend, whether or not it's, um, the person standing next to you in a club, um, You'll feel it. You will feel all it. Of it. Right. And so I keep trying to like yell it out so that people get it. And so it's like, and I say it all the time, the best way I can describe it. And I remember telling you this too, um, a couple of years back, you know, after I had lost my husband and I was out and I kept saying, I said to you, it was so weird. I was out and I kept backing up. Like people were around me and I kept backing up and I was like, 
why am I backing up like that? Like, what's my problem? And then it all hit me because when I was like 20 something years old and I was going out and I was a, an emotional wreck, um, I, I used to think that it was just anxiety, the fear of going out and being around all these people and crowds, but it wasn't. It was the energy because I could feel all of these people and I didn't get it. And I tried to explain that to people how sometimes you meet somebody and like the first thing you want to do is like, you're like, oh, and you want to back it up. Right. And then you, sometimes you meet somebody and the next thing you want to do is like sit on their lap, you know? And so I try to tell people all the time, energy doesn't lie, but our ego, our brain tells us differently, right? So we don't allow our, like the energy to, cause it's hard, right? It's hard to trust it because our human mind, the ego um, goes back and forth with it. So I think that it's confusing to people and they don't really understand it. So when we talk about a healthy boundary, we're talking about establishing it's like okay if it's if there's a windstorm and you're standing outside you have to take both feet and you have to plant them into the ground so that you're not going to fall right or maybe you need to grab onto a pole you need something to stabilize you and so i think i mean correct me if i'm wrong but perhaps that's a good analogy for people to understand so that they can realize that if they establish that that boundary that grounding that they are then preserving themselves by doing so would you agree yes but now what are you grounding are you grounding narcissistic behavior because there are plenty of people out there with narcissistic behaviors that are incredibly grounded that's are very you, true are you grounded in abuse because there's a yeah. lot of people out there very very much grounded in abuse both men and women not just not just the very men, true women too so yes, yes right. that's very true but i'm gonna add more to that you have it has it has to come from a place of self-awareness check yourself it is not your yep. it is not your mission to constantly be talking about other people and, and their shortcomings because that puts you mm -hmm. in an ego place, the eleva ele elevation, so to speak. It is mm -hmm. your place to wake up in the morning and say, okay, what did I do yesterday that I could do better today? Or I'm not feeling my best today. You know what? I need to do some self inventory. What happened the last couple of days that led up to this? Mm hmm. And yeah, and, a lot of, and it's, it's not a lot always of you. Sometimes, some, sometimes it's the, some external situation that happened that hurt you. Right. Okay. Right. If it hurt you, you know, okay. Why did it hurt me? What, what, did, what, what part of me resonates with this hurt and just becoming aware and owning the fact that, Hey, a part of me resonates with, with what just happened. So that that's something I have to go fix. But don't do it, you know, a lot. And, and again, you can turn around and go have a drink or go smoke a blunt or go do whatever it is that you do. Have sex but it, with the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, or having sex with the wrong person. But, it, but if you take a step back and, and, and see, we're often, we're often 
instructed to be kind to others, love others. And that's great. I, I mean, yes, that's the rule of thumb. But we also have to remember that it all starts from within. Love yourself. Right. We have to be kind be, to ourselves. Be kind right. to yourself. And the most important thing, forgive yourself. You cannot give mm -hmm. to others what you don't give to yourself. You can't love others if you don't love yourself. You can't respect others if you don't love yourself. And you also cannot expect others to respect your to healthy love you. boundaries yeah. if you well. don't respect your own healthy boundaries. So what's yeah. going on around you and towards you is a reflection of how well you're doing internally, or it's just a red flag saying, Hey, um, I kind of need you to work on this because now other situations outside of you are mirroring what you're feeling about yourself inside. Right. Which I, is like I, the I, law of attraction, right? Yeah. Well, the law of attraction is always active, whether you believe it, believe in it or not, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just a universal law. Like attracts mm -hmm. like the law of attraction does not discriminate. Oh, my, my, my cat just opened the door and scared the crap out of me. The law of attraction doesn't, <laughs> doesn't discriminate. Oh, this is good. Or this is bad. No, it just like yep. attracts like, so whatever right. you're feeling internally, you're going to attract externally and vice versa, but right, like misery love company, literally that's exactly mm -hmm. it. But mm -hmm. we always have the power to transmute that. Now, if someone is around you that is miserable and stressed out, that's not a reflection of you. That's them for mm -hmm. their circumstances. You have a choice. You either become part of that dialogue or you can take a step back and say, you know what? You're stressed. You're, you're this, you're that. I'm going to back away. I'm, I'm going to let you be because I'm taking care of me. I can't help you and I can't help you feel better if I don't feel good myself. Right. So you just well, have the law of attraction to work toward, for you rather than against you. So that, that just pulls in what we're talking about, right? So that's creating a healthy boundary mm -hmm. for self-preservation and that is protecting your energy that because, you know, they, they, they always say like the devil comes for you at your weakest time, right? So, you know, this is what happens is sometimes we're weak. That's the reason why, and I'm the first person, anybody that knows me has followed my show. I mean, I've drank to forget, um, you know, I've done a lot of things to get from point A to point B that I'm not, I don't advocate, um, but I did what I had to do with my eyes wide open. But when you open up those doors, you are now opening up the doors for everybody. So that's why, like in the sense, when people talk about energy, once you're letting it in, it's all coming in. It's good. It's bad, whatever it is. And if you're not strong enough to, um, filter it or protect your energy, then you shouldn't put yourself in that situation. So you have actually helped me, um, to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you support me in those things. Like when I'm having a day and you're like, mama, it's okay. Like just, just, you know, chill. And I also learned it. A lot of things I learned from watching you because you know, you do that. 
And thank you. And so, you know, when you watch somebody and you see now there's two different people. So let's not confuse this because I'm not giving the people that are in and out of your life. That's different than when somebody pulls back for a minute to compose themselves. To and again, and to regroup, to get their feet planted firmly on the ground because I never knew it, but like, for instance, when I was younger and I was going through some stuff and a girlfriend of mine, um, from high school, one of my best friends, she had a baby and she wanted me to come and see her and the baby. And I just couldn't do it because what I was going through was kind of dark and I didn't feel it was right for me to go visit her when she had all of these amazing things happening. Yeah. So I felt like I got nothing to bring to the table here. So I'm not bringing my, it's like if I went to our house, like, okay, well, my washing machine broke. So I have like 10 pounds of laundry that I need to do. So I'm coming over with 10 pounds of laundry. Is that an imposition? You know, so that's self-preservation also is, like protecting others, right? Because if I'm in, if you're in a bad mood, then stay the hell away from people and don't share that. Like get fix yourself your, together. Fix yourself or, or AKA fix your face. Fix right. yourself first. But again, right. you, can't, you can't fix yourself if you're not aware. Self-awareness. Self and it's easier said than done, everybody. This is not something I, I master but I practice as I, daily as many times as, as I can remember. And the more you practice it, the more it becomes a, a habit because your, your brain develops new, new neural pathways yeah. and it and eventually becomes a, a second nature, but we are right. not raised to be self-aware. We are not raised to have healthy boundaries. We are raised to keep pushing. We are raised to ignore how we feel. I'll give you, right. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you an example. Somebody comes over and my kid doesn't vibe with their energy. Old school says you force that kid to sit there, hug and kiss the, the relative and, and right. you know, act, act like nothing is wrong because that's how we were raised. Okay. Now I'm very old school in a lot of ways. I really am. I'm very traditional in some ways, but when it comes to this, I realize to this particular issue, it doesn't work because what you're teaching the child is ignore what you your feel boundaries don't work your your gut feeling is stupid you're mm -hmm. validating that kid so what happens when that kid get when the kid grows up and they become mm -hmm. a teenager and the real issues start when they're teenagers mm -hmm. you already numb them they have mm -hmm. they have no inter I, I call it the internal gps or internal wi-fi you already cut off that 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 transmission and they don't know so they'll start trying things and experimenting because they, they want to get back to that. What I've learned, and I practice this, and if you come to my house, you know that I practice this. If my kid doesn't vibe with you, what do you do? I ask her, okay, listen, can you go downstairs, say hi, and when you feel overwhelmed, go back upstairs. And there's times where we have people over and she disappears and she'll send me a text. Uh, mommy, I'm upstairs. I need to decompress for a little bit. It's a little too much. And I replied, mm -hmm. okay. And now this is frowned upon by our society. But parents that are in touch and aware know exactly where I'm coming from. Because as kids, we were all pushed 
to like relatives that we hated or that were mm -hmm. would have been sexually abusing us or had nefarious uh, intentions or they, or they were sending us offensive energies. And we picked up on these because as kids, we have no filters. We pick up on all this mm -hmm. negativity, but because we were taught to ignore, we, we eventually let them into our, and our magnetic field, so to speak, our personal space. And now we don't know how to put boundaries because we were not taught this. So I chose, right. and, and I live by this, this is my gospel. It may not work for everybody, but it works for me. I learned that it's okay if you don't like every family member, you love everybody, you help everybody when you, when you can. But if a family members or um, a good person or a good friend of yours or somebody comes into your house and their energy is not right and it's affecting your kids or your kid tells you beforehand, um, mommy, I, I don't like this person. Don't, don't tell them all, come on sit down and say, Hey, you know, you told me this about so-and-so what's going on and let them feel safe expressing themselves and tell you, you'll be surprised how intuitive children are. And you'll mm -hmm. be surprised that once they talk to you and they tell you, I don't like this person, because if you pay attention, you'll see that your kid was right. Mm -hmm. And allow the well, child, to, allow the child to exit the room in a respectful manner. Now you're never going to do this out of a place of, of uh, self-righteousness or being rude to people, because that's not, that's not what this is about. Right. You can, you can but, take care, you can take care of yourself from a gentle standpoint and say, you know what, this person's energy doesn't vibe with me. So I'm going to take a step back. And uh, for, for example, when so-and-so comes over for dinner, um, I'm going to allow my kid to go over to their friend's house to do quote unquote homework. And so no mm -hmm. one's feelings are hurt. And you know what? Sometimes you may have to throw a white line. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have a project due. And so she's going to go work on it because it's due tomorrow. You protect your child's energy and you respect the Wi-Fi connection that they're receiving from the universe telling them this is not for you. You're not hurting the family members feelings because they're like, oh, so-and-so they have a project. It's a win-win situation mm -hmm. for everybody. But why were you able to orchestrate all this? Simply because you were aware. Right. And so the, the other thing that I was going to add to that is um, sometimes you need someone to help you be self-aware. So in other words, like I'm feeling a certain way and maybe I'm, I'm not self-aware. I'm aware that I'm feeling a certain way, but you don't but know why. I, I, I can't. So now you and like, I might, you'll be like, well, what's up? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I don't. And so now you have, you know, hopefully you have at least one person in your life that will help you to be self-aware because if you choose to be, so sometimes like, you know, I've always been that friend that people love to hate, so to speak. And I know you hate when I say that. But I mean it in a, a different way right now. Meaning, I know what you mean. I've had I've had my friends say to me, you know, I I can't lie. Like, you know, I I can't hot. Like, I, they know. Like, it's like they have. Like, I I'm I'm Wonder Woman, and I have the 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 lasso around them, and they have to tell me the truth because you're not lying to me. You ain't fooling me because I see right through it. And so a lot of times people don't want to be around somebody like me 
for you because they don't want to hear it because they're trying to push it under the rug and they stand strong in their convictions while they're being, you know, they're, they're wrong, so to speak. I mean, I know, you know, we, we shouldn't say right or wrong, but you, you know what I'm trying to say? They're, well, they're standing I in their see, convictions. I see your point. So now we're going to take it a step further. I'm going to play devil's advocate for the people that are not honest. I, I'm re, I'm looking at your chat room and, and Sylvia, I want to address yep. that the, the fact that you're saying that your family is toxic. Yep. Here's, I'm glad you did that. Here, here, here is where your breakthrough comes in, and mm-hmm. this is the hard. This is the hardest thing to do. And Sylvia, I'm I'm talking to you, and but this goes for all of us because I've had to do this too. Yep. When we're going through something really hard, and your family is toxic, your spouse is toxic, your, your damn kids are toxic, whatever <laughs> your place is toxic, whatever it is, right? This will challenge your ego to the max. And I mean, this took me a long time to be able to do. Mm-hmm. But once you start doing it again, it, it, it will become a habit. Take a step back. And first of all, be grateful that you feel so crappy. Be grateful. Because the minute that you are grateful that all these people are toxic, the fact that you are feeling like crap, and I know this doesn't make sense, but I promise you it will. The minute you do that, you're taking back your power from the situation. And now mm-hmm. you're taking all, all this toxicity, you are transmuting your energy to gratitude. So what does energy do? Law of attraction, like attracts like. Gratitude attracts more situations, people, to allow you to feel more gratitude. So you took a toxic environment, a toxic energy, you're turning it around and you're saying, I'm grateful that this has happened. I'm grateful that I, that my family is toxic. I'm grateful that I don't feel well. I'm grateful that no one is respecting my, my healthy boundaries because now you're going to be grateful for this opportunity that appears to be bad and it very well might be. Right. Right. But you're going to, you're opening yourself up to God, the universe or whatever you believe in to teach you. Now you're teachable. What do I need to learn from this in order to become a better person and rise above this feeling of feeling crappy or desolate or, or whatever it is that you're feeling. And Mm -hmm. I promise you, it may not, sometimes it happens right away. The energetic shift begins to happen right away. And sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it takes a couple of days or a couple of weeks, but I promise you it's like a throwing a rock in the pond, the ripple effect that this will begin to have in your life will be tremendous and if this becomes a daily practice for example i I got up today and let's say you have a stomach ache oh man the first thing you're you're inclined to do as a human ah damn it why is my stomach hurting crap and you're going to start complaining about it right wrong Uh you don't complain about anything you're like you know what my stomach hurts I don't like this pain because you have to identify it and own it. This is my pain and I don't like it. Well, what is it teaching me? What is it teaching me? I'm grateful that my stomach is talking to me because I'm going to learn something from this. What is it that I'm going to learn? You may realize that you did something wrong last night. You ate something you weren't supposed to do. It might reveal that you're allergic 
to something that you had no idea you were allergic to, or it might alert you to the fact that there is indeed a physical issue. Go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. It might alert you that there's an emotional trigger, a spiritual trigger, an energetic trigger, mm -hmm. which is basically what I deal with. And sometimes that is all there is. So symptoms are nothing more than your body's way communicating to you like, hey, I need a little bit of attention here. Now, obviously, if you wake up and you're right, you know, the right side of your face is droopy, you go to the ER. You're not going to sit there and say, oh, what lesson is this? You don't, you never practice anything to the extreme. Yin and yang. Mm -hmm. Little bit of go, little bit. You need to learn how to walk that balance. Obviously, if you feel, you know, pain in your lower right quadrant and it's throbbing, you have a fever, you're throwing up, that's signs of appendicitis. You're not going to sit there and say, what is this trying to teach me? No. Get your ass over to the ER because you're probably going to need surgery or medical intervention. There has to be a balance, and that's where your intuition kicks in. You'll know when it's and serious enough to see awareness, self-awareness. Right. right, and then you'll also know when, hey, this is just trying to teach me something. Let me tune in. It's, and yeah, sometimes you're going to have to go, I call it dead air, complete dead air, completely disconnect from everyone because you're trying to hear to reestablish that Wi-Fi connection with God, with the universe, whatever it is you believe in. And it, basically your intuition, I, I call it Wi-Fi, sometimes gets disconnected. You got to reset it so that you can receive answers. We are entitled. So people that have a sixth sense, a seventh sense, that's very, very real. You need these senses to survive. Mm -hmm. And the, the only well, way to hear these senses is to is to disconnect from all this negativity going on. So right, to be quiet. The, right. So the fact, for example, this lady who said her family is toxic and, and all that, my heart bleeds for her. I've been in that situation. I know how much it hurts and I know how much it makes you feel like total crap. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. I am validating you, sister. I am validating. I see you. I feel you mm -hmm. because everything mm -hmm. I talk about is not out of a book. It's out of the school of hard knocks of life been there done mm -hmm. that and i still go through it because i'm still human but now take a step back you acknowledge the issue you acknowledge how you feel now you're self-aware congratulations that was the first step now what's the second step you got you're going to in, in essence you know kind of like bow down and, and be grateful that this is happening that is manifesting because a breakthrough is coming right behind it what breakthrough that is, I don't know. I don't know your circumstances, but that's usually the patterns that the pattern that these things follow. There's a breakthrough coming. If we accept it, you may not, you may not accept it. Sometimes it's just easier to remain in a toxic cycle. It's sometimes it's easier. It's less scary to break away from it. Some people mm -hmm. are very comfortable being sick all the time because that yep. becomes their full-time job because healing is incredibly scary because now what are you and going painful. to talk about? Yeah, mm -hmm. healing is scary because once you're healthy, what are you going to talk about? What are you going to complain about? So it takes several tries. But again, the first thing is be kind to yourself. Once you start on this healing journey, I promise you it's amazing, but it's hard as hell. It's hard right. As and hell. and it Again, something that you said, which I try to, I've tried to, you know, um, share with others. And I, I, I did this, you know, with myself when, um, you know, I lost my husband, you know, uh, like, you, you know, why me? 
um because you said your words were you know okay you recognize this situation and what am i supposed to get from this so that's what i always try to explain to people like just like what you said you know your pain is what turns into well if you if you try if you work on that your, your pain, pain is, is your what pain turns is into your triumph right yep. it, it, that becomes your triumph so i could have sat there choose. and if you right, choose, that's what I'm saying. We all have free so, agency to choose not to. We we can choose right, to, well, be, most to remain know. a victim, and and that's why me? too. You got you got why, to respect. Why that. me? Right. No, and that's the thing is that there are a lot of people, and you see it on Facebook and social media all the time, where everybody, you know, why me? Why did this have to happen to me? And again, as humans, we all get that. I mean, we all ask that question. Right. I mean, I, how many times somebody will turn around and say, well, why did, you know, your son lose a father that actually, you know, loved him? That, and that was you actually know, these, a good father. Right. And the, the, here are these men that, you know, are, 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 you know, pieces of crap and they're still alive and the good ones are taken. Right. So, you know what? What does what that accomplish? You don't, right. you what does that accomplish? Know. You don't know yeah. if you sit there and, and dwell on this, it'll be 30 years and you still won't have an answer. Right. And again, you're, you're the victim now. Like yes. I could sit there and go, why, why, why did this have to happen to my son? You know, Hey, it happened to uh, a, a gazillion sons uh, and daughters or whatever. Does it make it less painful? Does it make it? No. no. But at the same token, if you walk around all day long, why me? Woe is me? Always the victim then nothing is ever going to change well, so if you, you know around it, being the victim the law of attraction kicks in it says oh okay well let's give this chick more people and circumstances to continue being the victim and so your life continues on this downward spiral so yeah right grieving but then it's important and feeling but like crap because you lost a loved one yeah it's absolutely you know it you gotta feel it you're human but just know, I know. you're going to Go ahead, move I'm past it. You're going to reclaim your power. And the, the, like, like I, I was telling this lady, the hardest thing is to be open to the idea that something that happened in your life, whether it was bad, tragic, unacceptable, unbelievable, or, you know, this other person saying, yes, my family is full of crap also. I feel you. If that's the case, then you, congratulations, you are, you are the one that's going to break the cycle because the minute you recognize what's going on and, and the toxicity of things, it's because you're the one that's supposed to take a step back and break the cycle. And going back right. to, what, to what you were saying, Karen, is something as, as painful as dealing with grief doesn't have to mean the end of your life. And you don't have to walk around around being the victim forever. Now you're gonna be the victim in the beginning, and that's fine. You're human. You have to feel the grief, like you said. You drank. So what? So you did it. You need. You did what you needed to do. But what are you doing now? You're empowering yourself. You're empowering others. And and that's a decision that you you had to make consciously because you were aware. It is a so that was the what. That was the what. That was the what for me, mm -hmm. that was the what meaning, 
when 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 my world was completely pulled out from under me which yeah. so many of us have gone through for different reasons whether it be loss of a person health whatever the case right these things all you know everybody's been through something okay something that has been maybe some of us worse than others but that. we all That's, have a story yeah. right that shook us to the so ground. now the thing that I kept saying was what, what am I supposed to learn from this? I didn't turn around and say, I mean, of course you say, why, why, why that, you know, why, why did this of have course. to happen? But you have to say what, so this is the thing about, um, about being self aware. Um, yeah. and once you figure out the what, then you can do something with that. And then it will turn into um, once you establish that and you now get your, your footing from a loving, healthy place, as you spoke about earlier, now you must establish healthy boundaries because you will have people around you that, um, will be pulling from every end of things. And that's okay if you have it to give, but you can't pour from an empty cup. So People have to understand what self-preservation and protecting your energy means because all of these things go together. I see somebody on here wants to call in. I'm sorry. We are actually coming to the closing point of this. So I apologize. You know what, Karen? I, I, I think, I think that we need to repeat this, uh, this, um, let's this do call, it. This subject again. And, and I think that we should, uh, Set phone calls because I mean, like you said, this is let's do it, guys. You guys are in therapy 101 with me because this is what I do for a living five days, five days out of the week. So, I be before we close, I want to touch upon two things. Okay, so, uh, how do we know when our boundaries have been breached? Mm. What are the physical symptoms? So, I'm going to give you what I have noticed. Anxiety, mm -hmm. brain fog, you feel mm -hmm. drained, um, heart palpitations, you get a knot in your stomach, uh, you dread being around a certain person and or a situation. Uh, you, you really, you feel literally violated, like somebody came into your house and robbed you. That's exactly what it feels like. And I'm sure that there are others for me personally, because I'm more of a, of a I'm going to talk from a healer standpoint for me as a healer, when one of my boundaries has been breached, I get pain in my heart, physical pain in my heart. And then yeah. under my eyelids, my bottom eyelids, it feels like I have fans, like kind of like Beyonce, you know, with the fans blowing her hair, but only <laughs> hitting me underneath in my bottom eyelids. It is the funniest thing. And then I get very deep dark bags under my eyes. And that's how I know my boundaries have been breached and I need to go into self-preservation mode because for some reason I was distracted and boom, it got me. And so when that happens, how do I fix it? Now I'm just talking from, for me and maybe this will resonate with everyone listening. I take a step back. I disconnect. I don't like talking on the phone. It drains me. <laughs> I talk on the phone mm -hmm. when, when it's absolutely necessary. Karen can tell you if you love me, mm -hmm. text me. That's my model. Just text me so I can text you along the day as I go along so I can get everything else done. Um, getting away from the phone, getting away from your social media. Stop talking about what's bothering you. Stop talking. 
because you're feeding that ball of negative energy. Just go inside yourself. If you can do some guided meditation, great. If you can do yoga, great. If you can go for a walk, great. Disconnect from whatever environment you're in to shift that vibration, shift your energy. And it says, it sends a signal to your conscious mind. Hey guys, we're disconnecting from this shift. And it actually Wait, can work. I interrupt you? Sure. Can I interrupt you though for one second? That's true. And it's funny because you know I do that. And you'll text me and you're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and you're like, you need to let it out. And so there's a difference between complaining and like, um, what would be the right word? Like expelling, releasing. right? Releasing. releasing. So complaining, complaining is when you talk about the same thing repetitively and make no changes. So you're, you're right. complaining. Complaining means you're a victim of your circumstances because you're not doing anything about it. It's okay to talk about what's going on. If it's bothering you, absolutely, you, you can talk about it. You should talk about it if you need to. But understand, and, and I do this, I practice this here at home. Talk about what's bothering you. Okay, you, you're allowed, I, I tell my kid, you're allowed 24 hours to feel like crap <laughs> if that's what you want, but it's gonna get worse. Yep. Until it's up to you. You're allowed to have a yep. bad day. You're allowed to feel yep. whatever it is. You don't have to suppress it. Don't tell me it's fine. I hear when people tell me I'm fine. No, you're not fine. Yep. You're going through yep. something. Acknowledge yep. it, the, the, the situation sucks. It should not have happened and hurt your book. Whatever it is, same thing with me, whatever it is, it sucked, but know mm -hmm. that tomorrow when you wake up, we're going to use clean slate. You're going to look yep. back, you're going to look back to today and you're going to be like, okay, I acknowledge what happened. It was a teaching moment. And today I'm going to kick its ass. I am not so the, my, today, my today model for that today, today I will overcome. And I will learn the lesson that I am supposed to learn from it. And I will become a better person because of it. And as you start doing this behavior over and over and over, I promise you, it starts to become a habit, but yeah, well, but and like, what I was like going to say, Karen, it's so it's okay to, as you can tell people, we both like to talk <laughs> as like yeah, you but, said, it's okay to talk about it because you, there are times when I push you to talk and there are times when you text me and you make me talk. And you know what? Afterwards, I feel better because we were not complaining. We were sharing and we just needed to let it out. But once right. we let it out, you don't dwell. Now you shift your energy, do something to disconnect from it. Right. So what I was trying to say, so my model is you can visit, but you can't stay. And Thank so what you are saying to, and again, you, you have helped me and taught me this as well, because you know, what happens is we've been through horrific things. Our central nervous system goes right to the worst possible place we could ever be because we already know what that's like. Right. And then when you're self-aware, you say to yourself, okay, this situation is not as bad as the other situations I've dealt with. So you know what, this sucks, it hurts, and I'm visiting, but I can't stay. So I think that that's like a very simple analogy for people to, to remember. You know, allow yourself the time you can visit, but you can't stay. You, can't stay. <laughs> you don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> no, and when, when, I, when I treat clients, 
that that's what I do. I go in and I start removing all this trauma from them. And they, they, they tell me I'm I, I didn't have a come to Jesus moment. I didn't have an Oprah moment, but I feel lighter. I can think, uh -huh. better. I can process uh -huh. better. And then you start to realize how out of the norm we constantly operate under simply because yep. of society's incredible demands on us. And I'm yep. going to interject this and, and, and I'll leave you guys with this social media control your content. And this, it is, and this is what I mean by that. If you have people on your feed, Facebook, Instagram, or whatever else you use, and they're constantly complaining, they're constantly mm -hmm. posting political, anything, doesn't matter what your affiliation is. Understand that everyone is entitled to their own opinion, political, spiritual, socially, anything. It doesn't matter what they believe in. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter what they practice. None of your damn business. Mm -hmm. When you understand that what they post is none of your business and that is not your business mm -hmm. to convert other people, you mm -hmm. will have a lot of, your life will change. How does this translate to social media? Mute everyone or, or delete them or block them or whatever you want to do. If they're family members, you shouldn't, but mute them or, or snooze them for 30 days. Become incredibly selective on what you see visually, because what you see visually on your social media feed, what you read, have energies attached to them. So if I'm constantly reading uh, social media and everything is against our current president, whether I agree with the media or not, it, 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 it's completely irrelevant. The fact is that it's affecting my energy because, because it's criticism, it's negative. So mm -hmm. do yourself a favor, mute all these things. I don't watch the news anymore. I don't want to know. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm mm -hmm. ignorant. I know what's going on, but it doesn't mean that I, I feed into the, he said, I said, you said, cause it's basically a soap opera. What's going on. Limit mm -hmm. your social media by creating social media to be uplifting for you. What do I mean by that? My personal example, doing the shutdown, every, every post was against, uh, against Trump, against this, against that. I don't care. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you are fit, what you associate with Democrat, Republican, um, whatever you are, it doesn't matter because I believe in freedom of choice. What I, what, but it's, but it was affecting me. Because whether mm -hmm. it was right or wrong, it was still negative. So what I did was I muted all the social posts. And so I allowed postings of cats, dogs, birds, funny reels, and humor and posts about music videos. And all of a sudden my social media became a safe haven during the pandemic when everybody was feeling really low. I was opening up my Facebook, my Instagram, laughing my butt off. Because it was funny. And to this day, if you go through my social media, that's all you see. It's music, work, and funny things. And I've had people mm -hmm. direct message me. Well, how come you don't post what, who you are affiliated with? And how come you very angry because I don't post these things. Mm -hmm. And what was my answer to them? It's my choice to have peace in my life because Everyone's hiding behind a keyboard, getting all angry and lecturing about uh, foreign policy and wars and this and that. It doesn't matter what I post. It's not going to make a difference and change anybody else or what they post. is not going to change me. So why bother? Just be happy. 
I, so I'm, I, I choose to post things that uplift people that make people laugh. That's it. Mm -hmm. It ends there. I, I, it, there's no filter with that. That's my one track mind. Not because it was imposed on me, but because I chose to do it because I realized that if not, I was going to delete all social media because I could, it, it was affecting me incredibly at that point. And I needed to protect myself, self-preservation. So I put up healthy boundaries by what? By designing my, my feeds in a way that it would uplift me and disconnect me from the negativity that was going on at the time. Until this day, I still have it designed that way. And it's amazing. I open up my phone, I post the flyers, whatever I'm doing, I scroll down and I do nothing but laugh. So to me, social media became therapeutic, which I think is what it should have been, or it, it was originally designed to be. To me, social media is not a source of negativity anymore because I changed it. I designed it to fit me to, so that it was healing and uplifting for me. And you guys can do the same thing too. If something is toxic, take it out and you don't have to mm -hmm. be preachy about it. You don't have to impose it on others. Do it for you. And when people start seeing that you change, that you feel better, you're vibrating better, they'll want to know, well, how did you do this? And how did you do that? And then mm -hmm. share it with them only when they ask. Mm -hmm. And then when they ask, they still have the liberty of either following what you did or taking what you did and adapting, adapting it to their lifestyle and whatever's right for them. So that's when that praise comes in, mind your business. Stop trying to convert others and impose what you believe on others. If it works for you, great. What works for you may not work for, for Tom, Dick, or mm -hmm. Harry. And that's okay too. Focus on what connects us. So what connect, what's the universal connections? Energy, laughter, music. So that's what I left on my social media. And it's brought me great peace. And to this day, I still do that. And I'm not going back. I'm not allowing everything else on my social media. I just don't want it. I'm not interested. The same thing with, with, uh, family members. There are times when you might have to disconnect from certain toxic situations and Karen knows one ongoing one in my personal life. And so how do I deal with it? I'm not out to preach and convert anybody. I, I just don't care, but not in a bad way. I just don't care because it's, it, it, I can't change others. So what do I do? I completely disconnect from that individual. And, and that's how I cope because I can't impose change on other people, but I can damn sure control how that person is going to affect me. So that, right. boundary, and so, that boundary went up and it's okay to do so. Right. So, you know, in closing that kind of, you know, was a, a synopsis on everything, right? So it's, yep. you know, we talked today about, um, you know, healthy boundaries, um, you know, protecting your energy, um, and self-preservation. So there are probably like, like we said, we could talk about this for a hundred more shows. Um, and, and there are ways to do it. And sometimes, you know, it's just like, uh, cooking, you might've, you know, cooked eggs a certain way your entire life. And somebody turns around and says, Oh, well, this is how I do it. And you're like, huh, I never even thought to do it that way. <laughs> And then you do it and you're like, wow, those eggs were the best eggs I ever had. So, yep. you know, it, there's ways to change and improve. And um, if you 
uh, are, are willing to do so. Um, and, and we can do this again. And hopefully when we do it again, we'll, we'll structure it in a way that, you know, people will comment more and maybe we take some callers. Uh, I would be honored to have you back. Well, I, I would tell, we can't take too many calls because I, I, I know what happens when people start talking. It, it, we can, we can designate maybe two calls or three calls d during the hour. Um, yeah. in the meantime, do you mind if I share my website? No, I was actually going to, uh, you know, recommend that you do so. So for anybody oh, okay. that is listening, um, you know, uh, Tita is a, a DJ, which you can follow her and she'll give you all the links. And also she is a healer and her and I are, are we're, we're the wonder twins. We kind of tag team together. Yeah. So I, I kind of bring the awareness there and the people that have reached out to me in the past, um, I, I kind of guide them in her direction to help, uh, take them to the next level. So, um, you know, I mean, if it wasn't for Tita, I will say, I don't know if I would be who I am today. So I stand Aww. behind her a hundred and million percent. Um, and if anybody listening today, uh, feels they need a little extra guidance or whatever the case, um, you know, Tita, please tell everybody how they can find you. So I do have a website and it's healing with Jerusalem. So the word healing, the word with and Jerusalem, just like the city.com healing with Jerusalem.com. You go on there, you can read about what I do and you can send me an email. Um, so how this works is I, I don't see clients in person anymore. It takes too much time and then I have to rush the client and I don't like to do that. So the way this works is. I specialize in remote sessions. And what that means is you email me, you express an interest that you want a session. We will set up a phone conversation. I do a client intake, your name, phone number, birth date, age, blah, blah, blah. Your main concerns as why you're contacting me. I take a quick uh, genealogy as well. And then we schedule the, the session. When I'm getting ready to start the session on the agreed day, I will text you, you know, so-and-so I'm starting your session. Now each session takes about an hour, hour and a half depends. And then when I'm done, I call you, we set up a day, I call you and we review it. And I encourage clients to record the call because you're going to be hearing terms and ideas that, that are not every, you know, they're not in use every single day. My goal is that every client becomes more self-aware and and more in tune with who they are. And it doesn't matter how tragic the session reads, because a lot of times I remove very, very painful trauma. What is important is that it's no longer a part of you. Once I remove it, it never comes back. It's gone. It's no longer a part of your vibration. And my, the whole purpose of this is to clean out the slate. There are things that are generational inherited absorbed, shared that you're carrying around this trauma. is not even yours. It needs to go. And once we start removing all that stuff from your energy field, you will start to feel better, more at ease, and you'll attract better, attract better people, attract better circumstances, whatever it is that, that you want out of life. That is what I do during the week on the weekends. I'm a DJ and I throw down serious beats. That's a whole other show. <laughs> And we'll get mm -hmm. to that during another show. But this 
is my day job. This is what I do. This is my passion and nothing that I do say or practice is out of hearsay or out of a textbook. Yes, I was trained and all that. I've overcome a lot. I've been through a lot. My life was living hell for many decades and I was able to come out of it and it wasn't easy. But so if I can help people not have to go through what I went through, then I've made my mark that that's, that's what I'm here to do. No, I agree a hundred percent. Amen to that one. So, uh, again, guys, um, if you want reach out to Tita and, um, thank you all for tuning in, uh, to real talk with Karen and Tita and, um, make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss a show. And hopefully I can coordinate with Tita's busy schedule and we can do this again. Um, Absolutely. if, if, if this resonates with anybody, please share this so that you might be able to help someone else that might be going through something and uh, maybe this will help them. Um, I want to say thank you, Tita. I know how busy you are right now and I appreciate your time, energy, oh, and wisdom. So thank you guys all for in and uh, I will see you guys soon. Have a great day. Thanks again, T. You're welcome, Mama. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for your comments, and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you soon. Bye.